Hey, anyone listening? I don't know what the actual popular consensus is between regular people when it comes to politics in this country or what's going on, how things are going. It's strange because when I talk to average people in life, people I encounter, I don't meet a lot of extremists. I don't meet a lot of people that are definitely passionate about, you know, liberal views or conservative views. The reason why I place importance on paying attention to these things is because there are real dangers to, you know, allowing things to just keep going as they go. I mean, I think it's, I think it's something that Unless if you're someone that's like directly interested in politics, it's something that's difficult to treat as it's as if it were something serious or important because it doesn't often uh, cross over into our our own personal lives. You know, we're all trying to make our money, we're all trying to get our relationships together or get with someone that we like or you know fix a relationship we have right now. And it's really easy to place all of these, like, bigger picture things in the back burner. But um, the danger to that is that there are, there is direct effects on what our future is going to look like if we keep allowing things to slide further and further down the way that they are right now into the division that's happening. Um, what I would like to see would be an America where the youth and the elders were all in dialogue, the left and the right were in dialogue, the different races and cultures were in constant dialogue. Right now it seems to be hard for people in general to be in dialogue about very many things that are meaningful whatsoever. I mean, of course it depends on your circle. I'm not one to act like I'm God and I can look into people's lives. All I can do is make assumptions from what I've observed, but um, I feel like a lot of us are really living uh, pretty similarly, just trying to get our careers together, trying to get our money Try to have fun where we can, you know, spend our time on social media, spend our time on YouTube, watch the things that entertain us. Maybe if we're lucky, we have someone to share these things that we watch with. But, you know, unless if you're in school, like in college, these conversations don't come up too often. And I'm assuming that a lot of people in college, because there is a predominant view inside these schools, I don't I don't know depending on the school how much debate is really going on where it's like open and in good spirit. All I do know is that if thing if there was enough positivity going on then there'll be much more positivity for us to observe and of course part of that has to do with how much of it is reported in the news and everyone knows that negativity sells. I'm just curious to see more young people 
engaged in these things because I don't know if it's just me and I'm 26, but much of the content I've I've watched on YouTube at least when it when when it comes down to subjects like government control, you know, China, the concerns with that, world trade, world economies, wars that might happen or have happened, um, mostly it's tends to be older people, at least in their 30s or higher. And if politics come up at all in my generation here as a millennial or Generation Z, it doesn't seem to extend much past race and what's going on with Black Lives Matter and such. I don't know why. Why um, there seems to be a disconnect, but I don't see any of these subjects to be quote-unquote um, mature subjects versus immature subjects or something that only the elder generation should be interested in. But I guess that there's a lot more culture for the youth to consume. And that's really what we're paying attention to. We're paying attention to what the rappers are saying. We're paying attention to what the new songs are. We're watching stuff happen on Reddit. And if there's politics popping up on there, people sort of jump on that. Everyone, I think, not everyone, that's a strong word, but much of the youth seems to unite on humor on the internet, things that are funny, you know, um, unite on finding bad guys, like we all think this is a bad guy, that's a bad guy. I just don't see a lot of us speaking, though. Like, I don't see a lot of podcasts, Joe Rogan style or Candace Owens style podcasts. There is uh, Vosh, this... Um, this pro-communist guy who's the same age as me, and a few others, I guess, but it seems to be less and less of a relevant topic the, the younger you go. And I could see why, you know what I'm saying? This stuff is sort of boring to some extent. I'm not sitting here re-listening to my podcasts all day or thinking about these things all the time. Really, most of the time I'm just consuming... And pay attention to what's happening, like, information-wise. And I try to keep my, what, sources varied and not so stuck in a, a box. Generally, I'm just concerned because there's a lot of good things that could be happening right now. Where a lot of us have free time. A lot of us are pretty smart. A lot of us have... Even sometimes some disposable income to turn into small business or what's whatever. And it just seems like most of our, you know, social life is concerned with fun. And fun's important. And I'm not gonna tell anybody how to have fun or how not to have fun. But generally, and this is from just all the people I've ever met, talked to, the average of that, generally people still feel very isolated. I think people at least can agree on that, that many people feel like their social life is very limited, that their friend circle doesn't really reflect exactly who they are, where they're trying to go. And I think that that's because of the culture that we um, consume. 
Now, I love rap music. I love hip-hop. I love all types of stuff that's, like, you know, fresh and new. And uh, I I really have more good things to say most of the time about new stuff that pops up than I have negative. But one thing is that people can't seem to find balance with, you know, relevant topics and speaking articulately and, you know, going back to consuming some of this culture. It feels like two different worlds and it's hard to really bounce back in between the part of you that's curious and intellectual and the part of you that just wants to have fun, get drunk, do whatever drugs you want to do. I'm not one of these old school conservative types that tries to tell people to be a super straight edge, just go to work, um, stay the clean path type person. I've had all kinds of friends from all types of backgrounds. I've definitely disagreed with most of my friends' behavior at some point or another. I'm not perfect either. But I feel like the two sides, if I could tell anyone that's younger... I think that we should start redefining how we look at conservatives and liberals and Republicans and Democrats because I don't know if these labels really... I don't think that the ways of thinking that these two parties reflect fully capture exactly what the youth is thinking. And, you know, the idea of being conservative and liberal is not even political if you want to get to the root of the, the, um, the thinking. It's an attitude. That some people are more free and loose, and some people are more restrictive and conservative to conserve, to want to save things, to want to keep things as they are, more traditional. And if if people really started with those two definitions, I think that that it would be a start to a little bit less division in the country because we know people in our lives that are more conservative than, than us and more liberal than us. And that's every single person out there. You think you're the most liberal person in the world or conservative person in the world. It really just comes down to uh, depending on the subject. Some people, this conservative guy, um, he, he is restrictive with, I don't know, he gets offended easily when you start bringing up some values that clash against his traditional views or whatever. But... He'll um, be liberal about loaning you some money. You know, this, that's that, there's that guy. And then there's a liberal person who's all loose, you know, uh, believes in everyone can just be free and be who they are. But he won't loan you any money because he doesn't trust people at that, at that level. So he can, he's conservative with his money and liberal with his beliefs. So if everyone could start breaking down, starting with everyone is conservative and liberal about different things, we would start understanding what the differences are right now that are at the root of these divides. So the main thing right now I see is that there is a big white culture and a big black culture. And those are two main bodies that are clashing the country and have always clashed since the beginning of the country. And unsurprisingly, those are, the, those are still the two most relevant and powerful forces in the country as far as political voices go. And that sounds messed up because I'm defining things by race. But 
I, I like to think that I'm coming at things from a different angle than what I usually hear. So my first position is that race is relevant. So is culture. And race and culture are forever tied together. Doesn't mean that there aren't individuals that uh, choose to stray away from their traditions of their people. Um, cultures are complex. There's cultures within singular family families like the Pearsons are not going to act like Lawrence's. But on the large scale, no one can deny that there's different ways that different people act. And your blood and your race is, is tied to that. You and these people literally at some point, your parents or grandparents or cousins or whatever, came from this area of the world where things were different, where different things shaped other things and things were done differently over here than over there. And I think that the crazy thing is when I talk to people is that some people are very sensitive about one side and one people are very some people are very sensitive about the other side. And I think that it's ridiculous on both ends. I think that when people act like race does not matter at all and culture doesn't matter at all, but they still, you know, this white guy might say, oh, you know, I don't see color. Race doesn't matter. But he still goes hunting. He still has a he still has a bunch of men in his family that have joined the military. Not saying black people don't do that, but this is seemingly more common, you know, among the white guy. You know, he goes fishing. You know, these are stereotypes that are generally reserved for comedians to talk about and laugh about. I want to start addressing these things as real factors. That's part of why there's a lack of understanding between the different groups of people. Because this is a country full of individuals. Yes, we're supposed to be individualistic. I am surprised all the time when I talk to people that that think that they're very individual, but really, from what I've observed, they have more in common with other people than they think. A lot of people think that they're very unique, that all their ideas are unique, that I'm John and I'm not the same as that guy, Adam, just because we're white. And I'm not saying that people are exactly the same, but there are patterns. And I think the most anti-PC thing to do right now is not yell and not, you know, point out crazies. But we should start re reigniting the dialogue about our differences as races and cultures, what we learn from one another, and what we can move into the future with. If there's if there's going to be a new culture developing, which it, it's going to happen whether we want it to or not. The culture is progressing. All the conservatives out there need to accept that, look, America and people will never act or think as this, the same as you or your parents did ever again. Not, not, as a, not as a group. There's going to be little pockets of every little culture that's ever existed. There's still guys out there that want to play medieval stuff. There's still guys out there that, you know, want to think about magic and dragons. And you know what I mean. There's cultures, there's subcultures. You know, they're on, on the black side, you know what I'm saying? Um, a lot of black people aren't inside of the hip-hop culture. I think a lot of black people need to understand that. That 
there are a lot of black people that are also various and different. And I see this clash happen online all the time between like anime black people and black people that, I don't know, <clears throat> I've met all kinds of people that are black and don't exactly fit into following what's going on in R&B or rap or whatever. And it, it seems to be a big problem there. But basically, there are bigger bubbles and smaller bubbles, is what I've seen. And the people who tend to clash right now politically in this country um, are parts of some of these big bubbles. There's the big conservative bubble. There's the big liberal bubble. But there's also a white conservative and a white liberal. There's a black conservative and a black liberal. And I've seen and I've talked to all these types of people, and of course, I'm not saying that, that people are stuck to these groups, but I've seen patterns that I don't see in the other groups. And I'm curious to see, you know, <clears throat> more of us talk than just these big groups, like politics becoming more interesting to other groups of people. Now, me being Asian, this has been a little strange because, you know, growing up, um, <clears throat> I got interested in all types of things that Asian men, Asian boys didn't usually get interested in. There are all types of things I've saw my friends and my friends of friends that, you know, at some point, a lot of them were Asian. They, you know, gravitated towards things. I thought they were cool, but I could tell that they're doing a lot of this in the spirit of collectivism. You know, there was Guys that wanted to be like the guys from Tokyo Drift and get into cars. And then there was a whole thing where a bunch of Asians were breakdancing. And there was a, you know, you know, we're supposed to be, you know, we're, we all loved anime before it became cool. You know what I'm saying? It came from us. Even if we're not Japanese. <clears throat> Asian culture is connected to one another just like every other race out there. They, they see similarities in other pockets of their, their culture. And, you know, they gravitate towards it. I've seen a lot of Spanish people, they know about other Spanish countries, Spanish-speaking countries. They know the differences between their languages and Jamaicans, know stuff that's going on in Africa, know stuff that's going on in Southern Africa, East and West, and different parts of the country in Chicago and Detroit and L.A. and New York. There is similarities here that people need to see, is that we cannot move forward in this political landscape without really understanding the cultural landscape. And it seems to be something that I've seen mentioned sometimes by conservatives that, you know, the problem is culture. Uh, people are robbing each other in the hood because of, you know, the culture. And that stuff is true. But I've seen too often that when black people hear that, they get offended and they, they only hear that, you know, white people are saying their culture is inferior. And, you know, in some ways they are, in some ways that is short-sighted. And I'm here to express my views where I don't think, one, I don't think that all cultures are created equal. However, I don't think that cultures can easily be uh, discussed and compared with each other. But we need this conversation more than we need more politics. I don't want to be a Ben Shapiro. I don't want to be a Candace Owens. I don't want to be a Jordan Peterson. Well, I actually do in some ways. That's one of my heroes. But I, I also want to be Tupac. I also want to be Nipsey Hussle. I also want to be Bruce Lee. 
I also want to be Che Guevara and Fidel Castro, even if they were communists that murdered tons of people. And that's all contradictory. And, you know, that's part of why I've been so silent a lot of my life is because so many of my beliefs clash with each other. And I've had to spend so many years sitting here wondering who the hell I am because I don't seem to really fit into any of these bubbles. And I guess, guess what? Part of that has to do with the fact that I'm Asian. I don't have many Asian heroes to think about from a political sense, historical sense, not, not any that, that I know of anyway that had any big impact in America here, besides Bruce Lee. <clears throat> and that's only to a certain extent. So here I am observing all these points of view, and I'm not getting swept into it, into any of these groups the same way because I don't have the same... Uh, cultural pressures around me. You know, if I was white, I get pulled into some white stuff. If I was black, I get pulled into some black stuff. And I'm not saying that people haven't, you know, been inclusive to me, but it's been obvious that I'm Asian. I, I don't quite, I'm not quite welcomed by any group besides my own. And even my own people, especially Asians, they are usually taken aback and usually don't really know what to do with me. Like, I've, I've met a lot of Asians that seem to respect me, seem to like me to some extent, but I could tell that they are repelled because I don't think quite the same. I don't, I'm not really into a lot of quote-unquote Asian stuff. I'm not into, you know, just thinking about studying or just thinking about career, and I, I don't know. I don't want to stereotype my own people, but you know what? On this podcast, it's going to happen pretty often. A lot of stereotypes will come up because I'm, that's the opposite of PC culture. Um, I don't like the way that someone like Steven Crowder does it on YouTube all the way, but I would hang out with him. I would be debating him all night about things and asking him questions about things all night. And, you know, one of my dreams with this podcast is I want to have some conversations with some of the people that I've listened to all these years. And I want to have some debates but I also want to search for more truth, and I feel like there's a uh, there's a constraint happening right now. There's a there's a wall happening in all the conversations I hear. Like there's, I'm not saying there's zero progress. I'm not saying I'm the leader here to bring some some real progress to the table. But you know, when I listen to Tim Cast, was which which is one of my favorites. When I listen to when I listen to Joe Rogan. I feel, and I might be wrong about this, but I feel a limitation in um, the the way that the conversation goes, the types of questions that come to the table, and I and all the time when I listen to these things, I I really just want to jump in the screen and start start asking some of the things that are really on my mind, and sort of push the boundaries. And try to really see some new territory in the conversation pop up. And and I look for it all day, all the time. I, I go through YouTube and I look through conversations everywhere. And I look through the past and I looked at the different figures I look up to. And nothing's feeding that hunger for me. So something's pushing me to solidify myself and just start. I, I, it's not even just about being the change in the world that I want to be, quote by Mahatma Gandhi. Um, 
I want to be a change in the world, but I'm also just so, so curious about so many things about all of these things that, and I don't hear anyone asking the same questions I have to ask. So, I mean, starting off, um, I feel like there are very few people in this world that truly are fighting for justice the way that I would define it. I think that self-righteousness is a very, very tempting trap. And I think that all of us have been guilty of that at some extent, to some extent. I think that there's so much of this feeling within people that they are the good guy and they're fighting the bad guy that that's the first thing I want to start to dismantle when it comes to this division is that it doesn't matter who I talk to when I when I start asking some questions and give them some space and get them passionate um, when they are passionate there's always some bad guy some bad group of people and it's always predictable. It's not like people are making up whole new evil groups of people. No one's fighting, you know, the Black Lotus or something like that. Like one of these gang or gang uh, gangs inside of the movies. No, it's usually, you know, these Trump supporters or these radical leftists or whatever. And, and I'm not denying that there's some real evil going on. But I think that when you actually sit back if if people had the kind of perspective that a lot of Asians have or don't have really like like we're 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 really a different group of people in this country where you know we are no matter how long we've lived here even because there's been Asians that have lived here for generations um most of us are like in our own little world in the middle of America like we're not we don't we don't have uncles or aunts or really that are like tied into these things that like we might know people that support these things here or there but it's not that deep for a lot of us like it's still almost like from an observing standpoint like i look at a lot of asians as people if america was um was a, a dinner plate all the other races are like really like invested in the like they like here's the meat here's the potatoes here's the peas and i feel like asians are like on a whole nother plate just observing it and we're on the outside of all these things like people don't even people don't even uh people don't even don't even turn to our perspective most of the time so many conversations i've seen we're not even we're not even brought to the table. Not even between not even between conversations I see. Like people usually say black, white, Spanish, Asian last or Asian not at all. Our our side doesn't even come up. And that's okay. You see, if I, I feel like it'd be very easy for me to be a quote unquote uh, radical leftist Asian, because I've met them before and I've I've Anyway, and when that happens, just cry out about oppression, you know, and then try to equalize our struggle if, you know, and we do have one, it's different, and try to equalize it with a black struggle, which I do recognize as a real thing, you know, where we, we, we could be complaining about, um, 
not being considered part of the conversation for many important political discussions in the country. Now, do we blame that on black people? Do we blame that on white people? Do we blame that on Spanish people that we're not relevant to you most of the time in these conversations? No, because a lot of Asians, we know that we don't say very much to you guys. Now, this isn't me speaking for all Asians or speaking on behalf of all the Asians in the country that, you know, have woven into the culture and have multiple kinds of friends, diverse group of friends, you know, but can't deny that most of us sort of stay out the way. I don't get mad when women are are surprised when when I want to talk to them and get to know them in the way that I do personally. And they just say, they keep saying over and over again that they've never talked, like never had an Asian guy try to know them the way that I've tried to know them or something. And it's because historically, and his history still has its roots today, and I wish people would see that more. Everything about all of us did not just come from us. Like, we didn't just make it up. We, we sort of forget that... Our, our race and our culture is something that is tied to us and has influenced not, not what we do all the time, but also what we don't do, what we're not exposed to. You know what I'm saying? Like when white people or black people both say that race and culture, or I mean, people don't usually say culture doesn't matter, but people say race doesn't matter because of the biological fact of, you know, how similar we are by human DNA, blah, blah, blah. That's true. But um, black people do not grow up in Asian households. Asian people do not grow up in black households most of the time, unless we're getting adopted in some weird situation. We're also not growing up in white households. And people would say to me, probably... Oh, there's nothing fucking different about any of this stuff. And, I, and I'd say, really? Really? So, so you, I, I dare you to go find an Uncle Jim who used to go deer hunting and whose father fought in World War II um, among all the Asians in America. And there, there are a few. There were some Asians that fought in World War II and, and had a similar story to some of these, you know, men that courageously stormed the beaches of Normandy on D-Day, but really, not really. Just the same way, you're not going to find a lot of uh, old Asian guys among my grandfather and his friends that were uh, marching for uh, around Martin Luther King's time. You know, most of us Asians right now, depending on the group, um, we're not even really here. Like, we're only starting to immigrate here. A lot of the Asian Americans that, that are coming here, they don't tend to be Japanese or Korean or even, you know, um, not, they, no, they don't tend to be Japanese or Korean very often because they tend to stay in their countries more often. I've barely run into a lot of Japanese people. There are Koreans here, but that's beside the point, is that any sensible person who understands race and culture sees that there are tendencies. There are things that people have done differently. There are reasons why there's Italian sports cars 
and German watches and Japanese PlayStations. There's, there's no black PlayStation. There's no African PlayStation. There's no Hispanic PlayStation. And people hear these facts and the first thing they think is someone boasting their culture as superior to theirs. And I do not feel that way any whatsoever because there's not a bunch of Asian stuff that black people have and that white people have. And everyone really does have something different about their people that they couldn't be proud of. It's just that people don't tend to have very much pride when, they're, when they think that race and culture doesn't matter too much. And everyone is contradictory. People who say that, who, who think that it's not interesting at all or it's not really relevant, they still live out these facts, whether they believe in them or not. Even the person, the day that I debate someone, which I feel like is going to come soon, the more that I express my ideas, they'll tell me that, you know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm black and I'm different than all these black people, and da, da, da. but it still, still shapes your experience in this world. And on the side of people who think that race and culture is everything... Well, if it is everything, if you really feel like there's a white patriarchy and, um, and, and there are all these terrible things happening in America race-wise, then you should pay attention to a lot more things than, that's going on in this racial America than just your people versus white people. How about that? How about that for a start? If you want to be a scholar, if you want to be well-informed about the race war that's happening in the country against your people. If only, maybe you should go look at more of the other people who are oppressing you. Or maybe you might want to be one of those people who think that, you know, all of us minorities against the white man, right? So how about you learn more about us? Either way, I don't see a reason for any person, regardless of their group, regardless of how they identify themselves, to not learn at a deeper level, what their own culture is, what those attitudes are, and what everyone else's are. And I, I think it's hard to reach that information now. That information is not easy to find. This is stuff that you usually get from life. You have to encounter people to learn these things. You can't, you can't Google up the black experience. You can't Google up white people. And, and come up with very much more than stereotypes. And there's truth in stereotypes. There's, there's things, if you Google up white people uh, for an, enough and watch a lot of videos of white people, there's going to be some patterns and similarities and the same thing with black people and stuff, but it's never going to capture enough for you to really understand the essence of someone. And it's not about learning someone's, a people perfectly, because you can't. But you can't learn anything perfectly. I just think that we are a bunch of people here in America that think we know things that we don't know and think that the things we know are the most relevant when there really aren't. There's a lot of relevant things that I barely hear people talk about. And yes, um, the economy and this whole thing with COVID and Black Lives Matter and all these bigger, these big things matter. Sure. But if we're gonna, if if all the political side does is get bogged down in in singular subjects and and lose the ability to actually connect with people and learn from them, even if the information's fucking random and it seems to be 
completely irrelevant to the conversation. Um, you're just another person in a bubble. A political bubble. You're no different to me. And many people I, I can call out about this. Many people who are obsessed with politics are no different to me than people who are obsessed with video games. Because in this day and age, knowing politics and knowing your positions and being able to debate abortion versus not, I'm not saying that stuff's not important, but politics is about people. Politics is about what happens to masses of people. And ironically, since we're all so isolated and we tend to only be able to talk to people who uh, relate to us, many political people only talk to other political people. They're not hanging out with skateboarders. And even if you're not racist, you're not hanging out with anybody else than people who are like you. Even if you hang out with black people, you still will choose black people who are like you, and that's fine. People are going to hang out with people that are like them. But I think that if there was something brave that we could be doing is that many of us can start hanging out with people that really are not like us. And we, we don't have to dislike people the moment they aren't like us. And people say that all the time right now, but how much does that happen in practice? It's not an easy thing to practice. Just because I'll go, I want to go hang out with some black people right now doesn't mean they're going to want to hang out with me. Doesn't mean they're going to want to invite me to their party. If I want to go and go hunting with a bunch of white guys right now, and I'm sorry I keep bringing up that stereotype, it's just the first thing that comes to mind. But a lot of white conservatives don't don't seem to be very offended when I say that. But if I wanted to go hang out with a bunch of white hunter guys right now, usually I don't know if they're going to want to bring me along. It's like these are the real walls right now that we should start breaking down again because they're coming up and they're coming up very fast. And it's not really, it's not, it's something different than traditional racism. A lot of people I meet don't really have problems with people who look different than them. They seem to be able to talk and work together when they're at work because, you know, these are usually the places where people are brought together is at work, you know, or church or whatever. But when they go back home, how much are they going to hang out with these black dudes or these Spanish dudes when they're white? Or how much are these black people going to hang out with these white people? It's really because we're, we have different interests, different ways to talk, different things we like to talk about, different things we understand about our, like our up, upbringings and stuff. And just because white people don't encounter and hang out with black people don't, doesn't make them racist because... How many black people hang out with them? A lot of black people think that white people are lame or boring or, you know, well, they can't dance and this and that. And that, even if that stuff would be true, you know, people used to be able to guide people through their culture and have fun with someone even if they didn't quite understand everything, like the movie Hitch. But these days, you know, well, first off, to do that, you have to really know that your culture is yours and you, you need to be proud of it and you need to you need to be able to know how to talk to people in general and you have to be a masterful communicator of yourself to, to guide someone through some differences, especially in this climate. So it's just getting harder and harder and harder to cross these boundaries, you know, hold out the flower and bring someone through your world. And I'm not just talking about your racial or cultural world. I'm just talking about you as a person. 
and what you believe. People, it's, it's like, I think that one of the things that makes it so different from us as younger folks versus the 30 plus is that we really are still really learning how to communicate. And many of us still, we know words, we can speak English, we can answer questions to a minimal level when it's asked, but it takes passion, it takes feeling, it takes practice to be able to express yourself and what you think and what you feel at a moment's notice when someone's asking you something. And most of the time I ask people questions, they're not giving a long form answer like I hear on these podcasts. And I don't think it's because they don't want to. I just think that this culture doesn't support that very often. And when people aren't usually very curious about you because they're on their phone, when people don't really ask you many questions because you're not famous, when people don't really see very much about you to be curious about, when someone comes along like me, who's always been curious, who's always wanted to learn about someone down to the detail, why they feel that way, why did they do that? Why did they think that doing that was the right thing? Why did you, you know, and, and I always started with why, because why is the question that digs deeper, not just the minor details. And I started learning some things, and I'm not saying I know everything right now, but I'm really pissed off by the lack of progress in this country, the lack of unity in this country, and it's a corny thing. It really is, yo. It's corny. And... I tend to think that a lot of people want to stay away from things that are corny because pretty much everything good is now called corny. Everything intimate is corny to a, to a population of people that have been raised, you know, culturally isolated and, and separate smiles and highs and how you're doings and, and deeper questions about you. That stuff's uncomfortable. To a lot of people, it's corny. It's corny to care about China and politics. Just, it's just as corny to people as, you know, it's, it's irrelevant to know about hip-hop culture to white conservatives. What the hell does that have to do with anything, right? Why is that important, right? Well, I, I got some things to say to everyone. I have criticisms, criticisms and questions to say to everyone. And I also want to be everyone's friend. While I'm criticizing them. And I feel like I don't think I'm the only one with this attitude. But I think that so many people feel the same way I do. But it's just too much shit to sort through. It's too many facts to research. It's too many statistics to know. And I don't know any statistics at all. I've only heard statistics that people talk about. And I haven't even done the time to, to really confirm them or not confirm them. But really... I'm starting to feel like many statistics, true or not, are not the most relevant things to bring up right now. That's not the way I want to talk or debate. I, I don't think that way. Exactly. I'm not saying facts and statistics aren't relevant. But, you know, if they come up, I'm just confident that I, I'm even willing to say I don't know that. I need to do more research on that. But anyway, I could still continue the conversation and da-da-da. I'm just annoyed. I'm annoyed right now. And I feel like a lot of other people out there are annoyed too. And apps like Clubhouse are out there where people are having all types of discussions about relationships and, you know, conspiracies and so on. And I'm sure a lot of beautiful things are happening every day. 
but it's still not enough to battle the overarching culture we have right now of a bunch of conservatives that just stay to themselves and do do their daily business about their own life or the the career conservatives who debate and 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 criticize everything and then the liberals that just want to just want to bring everything to a neck to a next step whatever that next step is they just want to go to the next step and see something new and they'll just advance everything under the guise of civil rights and human rights and protecting people and good like i don't believe that there's a big force for good inside of any of this mainstream culture i don't believe that there's even a truly good intention underneath all of this i think that a lot of people just want to feel engagement, want to feel like they're the good guy versus the bad guy. Because all the real good people I've met in life are curious, are curious people. Real good people, they don't want an enemy to fight. They want to disarm an enemy. They will only fight and, and, and seek war when it comes to them, when it comes to in defense that's the difference between the old civil rights movement and this, is that they really wanted very specific things to change. And I, I'm sure that there's a lot of things that are still happening right now, race-wise, that's terrible. But people today want to bring the fight even when it's quiet. They want to bring the fight even when there's not a real specific institution to point to. It's just the white supremacy. It's just... Black people's oppression. Everything is devolved down to general terms. Where people used to be specific. Had specific strategies. Like Martin Luther King did. Like Malcolm X did. They had specific strategies. And specific beliefs that they would debate white people about all the time on TV. And those white people would respect them. And they would change their minds. Because of how, how strong a control of the English language these men used to have. But I don't see that kind of control of the English language and passion in, in anything I hear anymore. Not the same way. There's a magic in how people used to speak back then. And I, I really think that if we have all this internet, instead of letting it like you know retard us down by flooding our brains so much, I want to see people come with more unique perspectives again. I want to see people come with some passion, where I, maybe I'll be on this podcast yelling at someone, they're yelling at me back, and maybe they'll, they will have the balls, and I'll have the balls to not leave the room, and I'll post it up even if I got my ass whooped in a debate. I want to see some humanity and some rationality. Both of those things exist in the dialogue now. I don't want to see just rationality, where everyone is, is just throwing statistics at each other, uh, refusing to refusing to acknowledge the points the other side is making and then I don't want to see an all just emotionally run discussion where it's not a discussion anymore it's just a yelling match and those things tend to become violent very quickly all I see is the extremes the people who cling to the god of rationality and people who cling to the god of emotions and it's ridiculous because we all need both we all need to both be conservative and liberal. We all need to we all need to calm down and sometimes turn up. We all need to start doing so many things. End of the day, we all need to be well-rounded people. 
that's that's those of you who want to be rich someday. There's those of you who want to see the country actually improve. And those of you out there who really don't really care, if you don't really care about the nation improving, that's fine. If you're one of those people who think that you only care about black people uh, some, uh, being in a better state, state it. But know that at some level, you're ignorant. You're ignorant to other things going on. Because any of the top leaders in the past, they always came down to saying that they cared about humanity and they fought for their people first. But I don't think Martin Luther King or Malcolm X ever intended to just fight for just their own. There's a lot of poverty happening in the world. There's a lot of starvation there's a lot of war and famine and dis- and there's been all types of things happening in the world and and if you, if if people would just come together and start looking at the things that matter is that there's still terrible regimes happening out there there's still slavery happening out there and it's not just targeted towards black people but it is too and I think that I think that I would challenge anybody if they can imagine if I could just teleport us, a couple of us, you know, the the most extreme conservative, the most extreme liberal, the most extreme Black Lives Matter person. If I could teleport us to a cellar somewhere out there, seeing that these human traffickers are kidnapping kids of every race, because guess what? Their buyers want all the flavors. There's little Asian kids with no bellies, and there's little black kids with no bellies, and little Spanish kids just taken from the poorest countries where the governments are run by corrupt, truly corrupt people, true dictatorships. We in America have become so spoiled that we need to create an oppression narrative. We need to create a dramatic Captain America style movie in our heads in America that we're we're all collectively in America sitting in our own little American bubble uh, and ignoring the rest of the world and it's ridiculous and it's shameful because really most of us do not care about human suffering as much as we care about how much we look like we care we don't care as much as we we claim to be fighting for our own people, but how many people do I meet that make actual personal sacrifices to help people? Very few. Very few. And all the realist people who want to help, they will use their own money, they'll use their own time, they will volunteer, or if not, they won't volunteer, they'll make some kind of personal sacrifice in their life and not just be posting on social media and arguing all day to people who are not going to listen. And, and people that, I, I, that I've met that are true like masters of the English language, they would say the least, really. They would just say the most, they would ask me the most, most heart-piercing question or make the shortest, most concise statement about what they believe, and let the conversation flow from there. They don't come to me with some head full of ideology that I've heard a million times on TV, I've heard a million times on YouTube. 
most of us are just imitating the best we can. Most guys who want to be rappers, they want to be the rappers that they're watching. And they're trying to rap like them, and they just can't. Because they don't come from that kind of heart. They don't come from that kind of life. And that's the biggest thing I want to tell everyone out there, is that, look, there's something that you are that's valuable, that's special, that's unique. There's things that you think that you forgot you think. There's things about you, Jerome, uh, John, pick your fucking name, that's different than everyone else in this world. And you lost it by being another pawn in whatever belief system that you've downloaded onto yourself. But we all can be more individual again. We can all be great and be known for this and be known for that and have some better conversations. And we need to stop sitting in the back, all of us younger people. And I'm not that young anymore. I'm 26, almost 27. Some, sometime things might crumble to the point where real violence pops up in this country, but it's not that time yet. And I want to see some progress happen somehow before something like that happens. And if you're out there and you've listened this long, if you feel the way I do, if you want to, to change the world, know, and this is what Jordan Peterson said, that being articulate is, is the most important thing you can do. I want you on here on this podcast. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear, even if I say some shit that you don't know, just fucking say you don't know that or you don't know about that. You'll say some shit I don't know, and I'll be honest about that. I'm tired of this big competitive spirit that always happens when I'm talking to certain people where I can tell that it's not really about the conversation we're having. It's about making sure they don't look dumber than me and, they, and, and, and so on and so forth. Let's, let's just accept that, look, you can actually contribute to this social media. You can get out here and start with just your voice. And many of us can start hopping onto YouTube and making our channels. I'm still not ready yet, but I'm almost there. And the world can start seeing what the people really think. And not just these groups of people, these groups of conservatives, liberals, you know, neo-Nazis, whatever. That's not just these groups of people. There's many of us, just average citizens, that have real thoughts and real opinions out here that need to permeate into the culture and, and fill up some gaps that these groups of people are not going to do. So it's almost as if I see some of these groups of people, they're really trying to make their view dominate the rest of the country. They really wish that most people felt this way, and these people wish that most people felt this way. But the truth is, is all of us are a little bit too complex to join these groups or too lazy or whatever. That's not our thing. So what I would say is I'm just aiming for the culture to develop. I want, I want to see new culture. I want to see new positivity. I want to not, not think that, that we have to do things the, the way that older people have had to do. 
And I want, I want to learn from the older people. I want to learn from the younger people. I want us all to learn collectively. And I want us to solidify some real things that we can do to face all these threats that are happening, both foreign and domestic. I want us to be able to scrutinize people, even if they're white like you, or they're black like you, or they're Asian like me. I want us to start actually being able to break things down and say, that idea is, is challenging that idea, challenging the thing that they said here, challenging this and that. That is what's lacking in this culture, is real challenge that's consistent, that's, that's clear, that's brave. We need, we need bravery. And I'm trying to be brave here. And I, I'm trying to not walk on eggshells. And I'm still trying to be respectful. But I'm going to be disrespectful at times. Because I might really feel that way. But I, we need honesty on a mass scale. Honesty about ourselves, what we know, what we don't know, what we care about, what we don't care about. That's what we need. We need positivity along with that honesty. We need some reasons to find hope. We need some reasons to, to spend our money once we start making it. We need more things to do besides donating to charities. I have some ideas and hopefully I'll reach a level of prominence where I can start doing some of the things I'd like to do. But this was a little rant. This is all I had to say. I didn't know that I'd be going for almost an hour. But if you would like to join this podcast and talk to me about anything the hell you want or something that something you have to say about something I've said here or anything else, I'm willing to have a discussion about anything and everything. And I just want to interact and learn and grow and put my ideas out there. So thank you for listening. This is Facing the Fractures podcast. Let's face some fractures. Let's face some fractures, y'all. Thank you.